Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. They go on and, and get a win on the road. They beat the best team in the West. I forget who was the best team in the West at the time. I'm blanking on it. But as we go through the season, Ben Simmons is playing. Kyrie comes back by episode 174. We're winning again. Winning cures all by episode 175. The Nets go on a win streak. Their win streak, that wasn't the big win streak. Their win streak ends, and I literally made the title of episode 176. Nets win streak ends, start another one. So then the Nets do start another one. And then in like December was when I saw somebody in the chat we went 18 and two. Someone in the chat, let me go back to the chat and see what exactly was said. Cause that's a big part of the season. AJ said we were 18 and two. Kyrie broke the ban up and now he's not going to the playoffs. Yeah. So you did all that for what you broke up a, a, a contender with Kevin Durant on the team. <laughs> and, uh, you had KD, you had a, a good flow going. You had you actually had a coach. They got rid of Nash. And you decided since you weren't getting your four-year, $200 million max contract deal right then and there, um, that you would you know try and force the Nets' hand come trade deadline time. So now we're in like December, late December, and I have an episode 177. No one's talking Nets now. That's because we're on this like win streak. Nets win six in a row. Um, by episode 179, 180, Nets smoke the Warriors. We're ready to face the Bucks. Now we're in third place by episode 181. Nets put the league on notice with the 12-game heater, episode 182. And that 12-game win streak happened when the Nets were going 18-2 and, and two during that time. All was well in Nets world. All Nets fans were thinking, okay, this is the year we're all in. KD and Kyrie are doing what they're supposed to do. We've got a coach. They're they're putting the league on notice. We're all right. But, nah, you know, there's always trouble in paradise, it seems. The never-know-Nets, right? And uh, the Nets almost beat the Sixers without KD, episode 187. Remember that because that is an important game. And I know Doc Rivers, I think, mentioned that too. That's an important game when you think about the team. Without KD, there were some guys that will be playing on the floor that uh, went out there and, and, and handled business. So uh, Nets go 9-0 and against the Knicks right after that. 118, remember how great Kyrie was lighting up the Knicks in Barclays Center? Everybody's talking about how great Kyrie is. Oh, they got to sign him. They got to give him an extension, all of that. And uh, right after that, we go to TD Garden and get smoked by the Celtics. For our 10th straight loss to the Celtics, that would actually end up being Kyrie's last game with the Brooklyn Nets. You went out sad. That's how you went out. So then we hit an emergency pod right after that pod, 190. Kyrie Irving requests a trade. 191, Kyrie Irving is traded to the Mavs. 192, the Nets trade Kyrie to the Suns. 
Those are our best performing episodes. All of those were streamed by over a thousand people. Uh, the Kyrie traded to the Mavs episode was streamed by 2,600 plus people because you know what people love to do? They love to come in and, and drink our tears. They love to see Nets fans cry and they left us for dead, folks. That's what the whole point of this episode is to recap and reflect on the season that was. A lot of our own fans left us for dead. A lot of our own fans left. Stands. We filtered them out. I remember saying on one of the episodes, you hear that? Listen closely. That's the sound of the Nets stands filtering out and leaving only Nets fans. This Nets world has been built. It didn't look great, right? All-star break. We hit the all-star break. We do the crossover pod with Nets Kingdom. We do the uh, crossover pod with Locked On Nets. And coming out, it didn't look good. Episode 197 did not look good. Not looking good for the Nets. I think we lost four coming out of the all-star break. But then they figured it out. The Never Know Nets are back. Episode 198. Then we win three in a row. 199. Then we keep going. The Nets lose to OKC. Now we're getting closer to the end of the season. Never know Nets lose four in a row. We're like, all right, I don't know what this team is going to be. Maybe they can't make the playoffs. Maybe they're going to be destined for the plan. But then, no, big homestand hits. They handle business. Six games left to, to hold the sixth seed, and they do. They get some help elsewhere. Udonis Haslam and the Miami Heat, Heat had nothing. And then uh, fast forward to right now, episode 206, end of the season recap. All is well, right? I can't trip over the fact that the Brooklyn Nets are in the playoffs, all things considered. Kyrie Irving said, oh, I did what I was supposed to do. I left them in fourth place. He ends up in 11th place. Kyrie is not in the playoffs, and I know they say they want to re-sign him. That's none of our business. What about KD? KD, you know, he ends up twisting his ankle, misses some time. I think he still only played under 10 games for the Suns, maybe seven or eight games for the Suns. I don't think he's lost a game, but they're a four seed, right? You know, you left the Nets in the four seed, okay, and then you went to greener pastures with the Suns. They're the four seed. We'll see what happens with them. But uh, I'll let Hudson Flynn come in to talk about anything that piqued your interest from the season that was, the episodes we had. The story has written itself, and I like the fact that Jacques Vaughn always talks about them writing their own story We'll see what happens in the first round of the playoffs. Yeah, and Jacques Vaughn talking about the team writing its own story. Jacques Vaughn wrote his own story. He gets hired. Well, first, first he takes the interim position uh, after we fire Steve Nash. He's back in the interim position where he was all those years ago in the bubble. And that time around, the Nets went the, the Hollywood route. They signed the Hall of Famer, Steve Nash, for his first head coaching gig. We all know how that went. Jacques Vaughn sticks around, stays with the team, becomes the highest paid assistant in the NBA, at least for a time. And now he's back. Now he's the head coach. Now he has the reins. Now he has the control. But he has the control over a different team, a team that does not have championship expectations, a team that did not have Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving for the entirety of the season. He had them for a little while. He silenced the doubters and he established his coach of the year resume with a, you know, 20 and two stretch over 22 games. He, he showed the Nets world what could be done and everything, everything was right. Everything was right. Outside factors come in. Those two stars filter out and some new ones come in. And 
Talk about adaptability. Talk about adaptability. He went from having arguably the most talented roster in the NBA with two of the greatest players ever to play the game on his team, and he lost all that. He lost all that basically overnight, and he had to establish relationships, build chemistry, build out a whole new system for a group of players with no one who had been proven to ever be a star, with no expectations, with everyone already calling for his head after some early shambles uh, with losing in, in those first couple games after the trades. And he put his head down and he oiled up his beard and he got to work. And he got to work under a lot of stress, under a lot of duress, not only from Nets fans, but under scrutiny from the NBA. And then what's worse, he did it under disinterest from the NBA. And as the NBA lost interest in the Never Know Nets, the team with no stars, the team that traded away the greatest uh, assembled roster anyone's ever seen before for Mikhail Bridges and some other pieces, he assembled wins. He put together a few short winning streaks and he kept the Nets alive. And though we did fall from fourth to sixth, he kept that team in the playoffs, not the play-in, not where they were last year with Kevin Durant, not where they were last year with Kyrie Irving. And we're in the playoffs and we are in a position where maybe we win a game, maybe we win two, maybe we win the whole series. But either way, we have already surpassed what that team did last year. And now he has a team with a budding young, with a couple budding young stars, some proven veterans, some phenomenal role players, theoretically great three-point shooting, and a whole lot of draft capital with which to go forward and prove that he can be the coach for not only a developing team, but a team full of stars. Because that was the knock, right? That was why he didn't get the job in the bubble era. The Nets could do anything when they were playing in the bubble playoffs. And they did do a lot. And it wasn't enough. But now he has stars. He has young stars. He has players that he can mold into bigger stars. And now he gets the reins. He has a long contract. And he still has a lot to prove. But thinking about where he was and where he has been. And where he has been able to take the Nets in just this past three or four months has been absolutely remarkable. And he has the reins now of a premier franchise in the NBA. And it's still left to be seen what exactly he can do and what he can do with better players and with an off season to craft a team in his image. But if you're looking at who to give credit for, for the Nets being able to make the championship or the, the playoffs, which feels like a championship, you have to give him credit along with, Mikhail Bridges, along with Nick Claxton, along with Spencer Dinwiddie, who became the greatest passer in the NBA for a stretch here. And you can't forget to give him credit because a lot of people do. A lot of people think he still shouldn't be the coach, but he's proven them all wrong.